Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and entrepreneurs how to monetize and grow their businesses. episode 28 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today I'm talking to Robin Gleason of Simply Fresh Dinners as well as More Media Inc. We are diving into the importance of reaching out to local businesses and how to go about establishing those relationships. Okay guys, we are going to dive right into this. I am here with Robin Gleason of Simply Fresh Dinners as well as More Media Inc. How are you Robin? I'm great, Jenny. How are you today? Very good. I'm so excited to have you on. I have so many people asking questions about how they can go about um, really trying to broaden their horizons as far as their businesses to reach out local. And I know that you have managed to do this. So I am so excited to really dive in. Me too. I really have loved changing up the way I do things. And I'm anxious to share what I know so far. It's always a learning experience, right? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Definitely. So before we get into that piece of it, tell us a little bit about your businesses and any of your like previous experience, because I think a lot of people always start this kind of as like a side thing and they always had like a real job um, or some have just been stay at home moms. But what about you? Well, I think like most everyone today, I started out with a plan. I I did my degree in clinical psychology, and I had planned on working in the field of social work and doing counseling. And then life just took me in different directions. I was working with survivors, women and children of abuse, and I was working with refugees. I loved the work, but I found that I just, it was too much for me, especially working with uh, survivors of abuse. As much as I love the work, it was exhausting. Yes. Oh and goodness. yeah, I, I really truly found it rewarding, but I, uh, it left me completely exhausted all the time. So I had to find something different to do. Um, I ended up working with Canada employment as an employment counselor. And I also worked with businesses. Um, and I was in charge of giving them funds to expand, to do marketing. And that's where my interest really peaked as far as um, loving working with entrepreneurs. I, I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love the hard work. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs. My father had a chain of uh, drugstores and he had me working in them from a very young age. So I just, I, I loved uh, that. And, and then I had a partner and we went into management consulting. And once again, I still was looking at helping uh, businesses find money with the federal government. I was on the other side of the coin at this point, And I knew the channels to go through to help people find money to expand their businesses. Um, that was fun, but I really got into the food blogging as a hobby. And then I found that it was really consuming me. And I decided, okay, I'm going to make the leap and go full time. And I did that two and a half years ago now. 
That's awesome. See, now I had no idea about the social work side of you because that was honestly, when I graduated from college, I was headed to Syracuse to get my master's in social work. And that's exactly what I thought I wanted to do. Um, So that's so interesting, but I can imagine it had to be emotionally draining to be working with victims like that. Um, It it was, I, I truly loved the work. I felt that I was doing something so worthwhile but um, I wasn't sleeping at night, and it just it it just took such a toll on me that it got to the point where I wasn't helping. Right. I, I just yeah. So it was definitely time to find another route. I can definitely. But understand. I I still work um, at the Women's Crisis Center here. I volunteer. I'm on the board of directors, so that way I still am connected, but. Um, I'm not doing it on a daily basis. Okay. No, that's great. So now what do you feel is the toughest part about being an entrepreneur? Oh boy. (laughs) You you know what? I, um, the toughest part I think is, uh, feeling alone sometimes. And that changed for me this year when I took partner on, but, um, the, the when I first started blogging um, on you know full time, I took I also uh, hooked up with a blogging buddy, and I think that that was crucial. I think um, you need that because we would meet every week. We would have an agenda. We'd ha- take notes. We would be accountable to each other, mm-hmm. and that that allowed us to focus. And it also allowed us to um, have, you know, a direction and let each other know, you know, I think this is working for you. I don't think this is working for you. And you need that kind of feedback when you're going forward. If you're just all inside your own head 24-7 without any positive feedback and criticism as well, constructive criticism, you can just get lost in it. You can log on every morning, look at your computer, and you can spend an hour and a half in Facebook thinking, okay, what do I do next? Yes. If you, yeah, It's so easy, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You know, especially on Facebook, it's like this long hole that you can go down yes. and never come out of. <laughs> no, absolutely. It's so true. And I think, honestly, that's why I love doing the consulting because I do feel like I get to be that teacher again and kind of like hold people accountable to get their homework done. I'm going to talk to you next week. Let's make sure we get this done. <laughs> I take that exactly. teacher voice on. So, no, absolutely. Having that accountability can make such a huge difference. And like you said, too, the positive reinforcement. I think a lot of times we have great ideas, but we're not sure if they're exactly what they need to be. And I think just getting that positive feedback from someone else sometimes to say, yep, that sounds great. I think that's an awesome idea to move forward with, like, instead of being hesitant, it makes a huge difference. Exactly. And sometimes it can just be a seed of an idea. You you think, oh, you know, what about this? And your partner or your blogging buddy can say, well, what about this? And then suddenly you're creating something together that is really unique. Yes. And when you don't have someone doing that with you, you're never quite sure what, you know, whether it's going to work or not. Right. And um, that makes all the difference. And and even simple celebrations, like I find, like uh, there was one a couple years ago, or I guess just last year, I made the 
uh, I think I was number 89 on the top 100 food blogs, which was like the huge thing for me. Right. And, and, but you know, a lot of, as we all know, as food bloggers, friends and family still don't quite get it. If you phone and tell them, they'll say, well, why were you number 89? Right. <laughs> why, why weren't you number one? And, but I could phone my blogging buddy and say, I made the list, you know, and, and we do the happy dance and, and it was great. You know, you can celebrate with someone who really appreciates. And the funny thing was she checked the list and she was like number 32. So we really had quite a celebration that day, even if it was over the phone. Perfect. Oh, I love that story. It is. It's so much better when you can collaborate with someone else that you don't feel so alone. I love that. So now mm-hmm. let's talk about a little bit about what it is that you've kind of doing now. You're working a little bit more with business owners. How did you get into that? Like what was the first step to like working local with local business owners for you? Well, I think uh, the very first way it started, hmm, there's been so many now that I'm working with. Um, I would say working with the two farms that I'm working, that I'm uh, collaborating with is the first way it started. And, and that's sort of a fun story. I just went to one of the farmer's markets one day and took some photos and I kind of liked the way they, they came out. So I sent them, I emailed them to the owner and said, here's some photos. I was at your farm on Saturday. You can use them if you like. You know, I just thought they turned out well. And he immediately phoned me and said, you need to come out here. We need to talk. And uh, he invited another farm over and they said, you know, you need to work with us. We need to take photos. You need to develop recipes for us. We want to do recipe cards. We um, have all kinds of plans that we are because we're up in Barrie and we're about 60 miles north of Toronto, there's this huge population that they want to make aware of the, the farms because they're family destinations and, and they're not just a little farm. They're, they have festivals and they have all this entertainment on the weekend. So they're really trying to pull in a bigger crowd. So I was going to be part, you know, of all of that. So to develop the whole awareness of both the farms. So that has has developed over the last three years. And uh, this year it's culminated with some feasts that we're doing for social media influencers and celebrities in Toronto. And uh, that has been amazing. So... Sorry, go ahead. No, you're okay. I was just going to say, as far as the, so do you think that it made a difference that they understood the influence that you could kind of bring and they were looking to expand? Because I think that's a hesitation that I've run into with, you know, people that I consult with. They've said to me, well, how do I approach a local farm? Do they even value what it is that I bring to the table? Um, What would you look for, do you think, for a local farm to know whether or not they'd be interested? Would you just approach them or would you look to see if they were like, you know, had a social media presence? For sure, it's all, you you have to do your research, just like any brand. You have to make sure that, check out their website, check out their social media, visit their market, see how organized they are. If you're a healthy blogger, 
and you're going to the farms regularly, then you, you want to form a relationship with them. You know, that's really key for your for your blog. Like I, I have found that people now associate me with both the farms and um, a lot of people in, in the city know me because of my association with them. And my readers love it and actually comment a lot on the fact that in the summer, my my recipes are, are quite different because they're very farm inspired. And so you really have to do your homework. You you have to be sure that these folks are wanting to do what and can afford what you want to do for them. Right. That's key. key right. Yes. I got very lucky because both of the farms I work with are two of the biggest farms in Ontario. So I I, I just fell into it. You know, but um, that applies to other brands as well. I think my whole thing when I look to work with local brands is I do my homework. I I make sure that I look at their their site and I want it to be professional looking. I want to find out about their sales and their traffic. And I check out the Google reviews on the product check out how many stores they have across the country. If they're just a little local company in town, I'm not sure what your, what your role can be there. If you're really wanting a long-term paid position with them. Um, You also want to look and see how active they are on social media. A lot of these smaller companies and medium-sized companies, they're still learning about social media if they're trying and, and they seem to be posting on a regular basis, great. If it's dead, I wouldn't touch it. You know, I, re- I really wouldn't because um, I think you can get into a position with with companies where they could just suck the life out of you <laughs> because they, they'll want a lot of information and really maybe not be able to pay for it. Right. No, and that so, definitely makes sense. I think that's something we definitely try to stress too, even when in working with brands, my e-course is that you do have to do your research. You have to understand, do they understand the um, experience and influence that you're going to bring to the table? And if they don't value you, it's not worth wasting the time possibly and teaching them because that could be quite the roller coaster ride of trying to teach someone else social media, especially if they don't actually understand what you're bringing to them. Mm-hmm. And so many companies look at it like a, a necessary evil, right? It's, they they're they're not interested in it, and and really they those kind of companies need to be convinced to hire someone to do it for them. Right. So you ha- you have to be sure that these are folks that have the kind of funding to do that. So now you briefly touched on, and I know that this is really recent. Is you talked about a feast that you did. So now. This started off just as kind of like recipe development for the farms. And now it's developed into like these huge events. Could you tell my audience? Because I know, obviously, because we've had the conversation. um, But what exactly did the feast entail? (laughs) Me going crazy, Jenny. (laughs) Right. Oh, I know. We talked that week and it was like, woo! No sleep, total stress. Right. Um, but um, I I did hire an assistant, and thank goodness she kept me somewhat sane through the whole process. But um, as I said, the farms really wanted to raise 
their uh, profile and and really go after the market in Toronto. Toronto's a city of over three million people. Um, Barrie is a, a town of just two hundred thousand. But we are in what they call cottage country, so all of those Toronto people are coming up this way all the time. So we really wanted to catch some of that traffic. And so one of the things that we've done, we're doing three feasts this summer. We did one and it was wildly successful. So happy. Um, it, what we do is we, you're, you're going to laugh, but we invited, you know, some big Instagrammers with some big traffic and some, so some celebrities and Jenny, the way that I got them is I simply went on Twitter and went on Instagram and said, hey, I'm Robin from Berry Hill Farms and Simply Fresh Dinners. How'd you like to come to a feast? You know, now I didn't put it that simply, but I, you know, said, we'll send you a limo. We'll have this beautiful feast in the field. And people responded. <laughs> You really can get them that easily. Um, I got, you know, I, I think I got lucky in some situations. Um, A couple chefs, uh, the Canadian chefs that are coming, I actually had developed a relationship with them the last couple of years because I did a couple of their recipes and I tagged them on social media and said, this recipe is by so-and-so. They loved it. They gave me great compliments. They retweeted and they um, made some comments on Instagram. So when I got in touch with them, they said, sure, we, you know, we want to meet you anyways. We're coming up to see you and we love to eat in the field. So it worked very well that way. But um, <laughs> I think I got lucky this time around. But it, it, um, it's a matter of doing your homework. I had to find people that especially on Instagram foodies on Instagram that have a real Toronto audience. And, um, and so they come to the farm, they have a tour of the farm and then we have a beautiful feast in the field and the, the farm has a chef and he prepared all of it. And I had a lot of the local people, like I had a potter do all the dishes for us and I had a store uh, give us a lot of the tableware and the um, the napkins and the glasses and all of that. So quite a bit of it was donated. And next year, when we have more time, we'll we'll even do better because we've put together these beautiful gift baskets for everyone. And um, you know, there's ways that you can ask companies to donate funds to be in those gift baskets as well. So. Absolutely. We're still working on it, but um, it did very well, the first one. It sounds amazing. I'm wishing that I had a larger um, Toronto-based audience so that I could actually be one of the ones that attend next year. (laughs) We both believe in the effects that um, influencer marketing can have. How have you tapped into that as you've kind of pushed your business forward? Wow. Well, (laughs) that's, you know... It's funny because a blogger friend of mine the other day said influencer marketing is kind of like the Wild West right now. It is. In that there's no rules, you know, there's no set fees. Um, It's a little difficult to measure 
as as far as success goes, but that is changing. There's there's lots of applications that are coming into effect that we can use to change it. But I truly believe that it is the way of the future because, you know, print and radio and TV, they're all unaffordable for most people and they're actually becoming somewhat obsolete, right? Yes. And I, with the influencer, they're trusted. Um, you have a relationship with, with your reader. You have, you're accessible. You have a real voice. Um, and so many of the influencers that I work with are just really highly engaged with their audience. And that's all the difference in the world, right? They, they are chatting with them about everything and people become super excited about it because they feel that they're talking to someone real and they are. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. Now, I probably should go back because I feel like I jumped the gun on the question because I kind of talked about, you know, how we both believe in influencer. But I need to talk more about your company because it started off on the farms and then you kind of and I you keep saying that you got lucky, Robin. But honestly, it's you did your research and then you just went after it and pitched them and you weren't scared to get a no. I think that honestly is what holds a lot of people up and you weren't held up by that. You're willing to put yourself out there on the line and if they said no what's the worst they're gonna say right they're just gonna tell you no um so uh, you say you got lucky but honestly you just went about it the right way you did your research and then you just asked so tell me more about your company that you have more media inc explain a little bit more about what you're doing now well that that came about uh, much the same way the farms did in that um i found companies that I wanted to work with. I am completely obsessed with pasta. I love pasta. And I have never been able to find a healthy pasta that I, I could really get into. I tried rice pasta and quinoa pasta, and I tried to convince myself that it was delicious, but it's just not for me anyway. <laughs> I'm sure for some people it is, but for me it's not. So the company I'm working with now, um, Chickpea Pasta, I, I guess we can talk about them, can't we? Can we put their name out there? No, Is that I'm right? totally fine with that, of course. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I love them because it's just two ingredients, chickpeas and lentils. And so I, when I tried it, and believe it or not, I found the, uh, the, the box. The first time I came across their product, I found it at the farm. And uh, so I took it home and tried it, absolutely loved it. So what I did was make a dish, photograph it, and put it, I did a post on it, and I did an Instagram post and, and Facebook, and I tagged them. And I said, you know, this is, you know, I'm not getting sponsored for this, but I just want to let everybody know I found this, and I'm very excited and uh, love this. Well, Shelby Taylor, the CEO contacted me on Facebook and said, we need to talk. And she called me and said, how would you like to be our recipe developer and photographer for, for Chicopee? And I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> and it, my relationship with this company has been amazing and has developed into so many things. I do product packaging for them. I do stock photos for them. I do recipe development. And now 
I do uh, campaigns for them and I run uh, influencer campaigns. Our first one is just finishing up. It has just finished up at the end of June. And uh, as you know, Jenny, you were part of that campaign. There was 12 of us for a six month campaign and it was a lot of fun. And, And I feel that when you run campaigns as a group, you can be so much more successful because there are some influencers that have huge audiences. Some may not be so huge, but when they are cross-promoting and supporting one another, you can have an amazing reach. So every and every blogger has their own uh, strengths and weaknesses. A lot of them have high engagement. A lot of them have super creative recipes. Um, I loved that you did the video with Avery in the kitchen, which was so adorable. And all, you know, everybody has a different kind of audience. So when you're cross promoting that and bringing everyone together, um, you can have a huge effect for the company. And Chicopee went from a small little company up in Collingwood, a little town about 20 miles north of me, um, that it's, they're just a year old on July 1st. They were a year old. They uh, were across Canada, but just maybe in 10 to 15 stores. Not sure how many stores they have now, but they launched in the U.S. in January. And now they're going into Whole Foods. They're everywhere. Right. And 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 really, that's in a big part to that campaign. That's in, in thanks to that campaign because... We had influencers who really cared and got involved, and it made a huge difference. So that's the kind of – sorry, go ahead. No, you're okay. As, like, an owner of More Media Inc., I think you bring something special to the table because you understand that – each influencer has specific strengths and you gave us the opportunity to be able to share those. And I think a lot of times when we talk about, you know, pitching brands directly or pitching or getting involved in the networks, something that always I feel is a negative with the networks is that you can't play to your strengths. Um, you don't have the opportunity to have that conversation and say, listen, um, my tasty style videos are not up to par, but I can do a Facebook live and it's probably going to do really well because my four year old is a terror and everyone finds it hilarious. Um, (laughs) as we had that conversation. So (laughs) I think that that is something that it's, totally different than a network like you don't really fall into that I feel like network really like the way that I kind of categorize that you're like an in-betweener that really understands what an influencer can bring to the table and you know how to obviously pitch the brands and get these campaigns so I think you really bring something special to the table now when um with more media, what type of bloggers are you looking for? And do you, so like a lot of the networks have it set up where you apply to be part of their network. How do you go about finding your influencers and how does it work? We don't really, uh, at this point, we're just an invitation only. And the reason that we do that, Jenny, is because my ex- my own experience with the networks was I applied and never got called. (laughs) 
And I just, I could not figure out why. And I didn't know if it's because I wasn't in the right age group. You know, I, it seemed to me at the time when I was doing it, they were looking for people sort of like very young, um, between 22 and, you know, 28 with kids. And, you know, I was 34, 35 and, and, and not married and, and I was divorced. And so I was thinking, you know, what do I exactly, what do I fit into? So I would be applying to these things, but never getting um, any of the jobs. And I just thought this is not good for my ego for one. Right. (laughs) And, and, um, and a, a total waste of my time. So I want to be sure that people don't feel they're wasting their time with us. What we do is ask them to send their media kit um, and they can send that to Robin or Michelle um, at moremediainc.com. And, um, and then we will be in touch, but we, and we definitely do. and, And we'll, you know, we'll be in touch by email, let them know what we think, what, whether they, um, are a good fit for some of our companies. We're dealing at the moment with um, healthy companies, but that doesn't mean that we're going to be restricted to healthy companies only. We're not ever going to represent junk food, but um, but we can you know we can certainly look at opening up to different kinds of of brands. Uh, right now, we're working with some. Uh, a tomato sauce company and a coffee company and um, blender. We're doing Vitamix things. And so it's, um, you know, we're looking for influencers with great photography and good content and high engagement and good traffic. And, and we, and for the campaigns, we like them to be, you know, team players. They, they want to, we want them to be able to work, well within a team and um but we will not always be doing just campaigns there will be other you know there will be uh jobs for just single bloggers as well perfect well what i'm going to do is i will put your both of your email address is it's into the show notes so that people can send over their media kits if they're interested especially if they're healthy food bloggers i can think of a couple people that are probably listening to this now that they should definitely apply um and Mm. if uh anyone it does not have a media kit i do have a media kit video training that is really really simple and i'll link to that in the show notes too so you can make sure that you get your media kit done as well so one of the questions that i always ask all of my guests is their projections for 2017 for the rest of the year what do you see as doing really well in the industry okay yeah definitely video it's, it's already here it, there's no escaping it right right <laughs> I as much as I would like to um I you know I believe that when I, when my photography changed and, and got better, that's when things changed for me. That's when brands started approaching me. Um, and it's the same with video when your video is good. Um, but it's, it's all about real video. You don't, it doesn't need to be super professional anymore. If you see the Instagram stories, um, where people are just doing it with their phone and uploading it right away, people love that. That's what people are responding to. I know a lot of bloggers that are speaking at conferences on how to grow your Instagram in a real way. 
people want to connect with real people. They don't need to see you all, you know, dolled up and have a perfect video. They would rather see you burning your bacon on the stove and laughing about it. That's funny. That's entertaining, right? Right. Or having your four-year-old yell at you in the middle of making a recipe. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's reality TV. We are just that generation of people right now still. That's why reality TV, I honestly believe, has done so well. And people are to the point, I totally agree with you, where they feel like, okay, that's a pretty picture and that's fabulous. But what does your kitchen really look like? like come on let's be honest show me the truth <laughs> so they love that exactly and it was so funny because uh the last time when I did a a Vitamix video and uh there were some photos and things on my blog nobody said anything to me about my recipe they're all like is that your kitchen where right. did you get those cupboards <laughs> what, yes. what kind of what a kind of countertops are those <laughs> Yes. People are interested in those things. Um, So, and that's great. That's great. And we're also busy. Who has time to make a perfect video anyway? Right. Um, So I I think for sure. And influencer marketing is the way of the future. Um, I think, I, I think it's going to be interesting to watch it develop. Um, Michelle and I are really excited to be, sort of on the cusp of all this because we really what we have found is that when you find a company that you really believe in that it can translate into some magic because we've watched Chicopee for example grow like crazy and we feel a part of that and all of the influencers felt a part of that too. And they celebrated the success. And as I said before, I I love the entrepreneurial spirit. I love to see people creating something from nothing and, and watching it grow through simple hard work and a real, um, you know, just a, a toughness to them. And that's, that's exciting to watch. That's exciting to be part of. And we have two more companies that are coming up that are very similar to these. And we're so excited to work with them and, um, and we'll see where that takes us. But I, that is our, you know, goal at this point is to find companies that um, really value um, influencers and that, Uh, understand the impact that they can have. And one of the things I want to mention, Jenny, is when we were talking about our company versus, you know, the typical networks, is that I, I wanted to let people know that we do not take a percentage of the influencer's fee when we, uh, negotiate a campaign with a company. Our, um, theory is to, we charge an administration, monthly administration fee, and all of the fee that we negotiate for the influencer goes straight to them because I don't want to be taking it off the top. Okay. I love that. Yeah. That is I, great. I feel, yeah, I don't feel good about that. You know, um, the that way we can earn as we can negotiate as much as we possibly can for the influencer and and they're being paid what they should be paid right mm-hmm. love it so now where yeah. are the best places to find you on social media or um you know what the 
I will. I learned a good lesson from you, Jenny. When people email me, I email them immediately back. So I'm your best to get me on my email. Um, it's something that is I'm always paying attention to all day. If you message me on Facebook, that might get lost because I'm I'm just not on there as often as I would like to be. And the same with Instagram. I get a lot of messages each day. But my Gmail is is you can get me at it's probably best to get me at Robin at moremediainc.com. Um, and I'm also at simplyfreshdinners at gmail.com. I'm not sure either one is fine, but that is what I'm paying attention to the most. And that's, you'll get your response the most, the quickest that way. Right. No, perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, Robin, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me today. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Clearly, Robin and I have a great relationship and she is totally putting herself out there for you guys to be able to reach out to her and see if you might be a good fit for more media ink. Be sure to send over your media kit. And if you're not sure, check out our media kit video training so you can put together your media kit training, uh, media kit today. Uh, you can also please make sure that you are a member of our Influencer Entrepreneurs Facebook community. You can go to JennyMelrose.com and up in the top right-hand corner, you'll see a community button. Make sure to request access and become a member there. We're always continuing the conversation from the podcast over in there. We also love when you guys subscribe to the podcast, so please be sure to do that. You can find us on iTunes as well as Stitcher. All right, guys, until next time. Mm-hmm.